God, I just thank you that you're here, and um, I thank you that you're already here, but we still just invite you here um, fully. I just pray that your spirit would just fall in this place. I just feel like tonight there's just like such a holy moment, and I just um, thank you for everyone that's here, and I thank you that um, no one's here by accident, that everyone that's here tonight, um, you brought and you knew that they were coming. So I just thank you, and um, I just pray that we would just fully receive what you have for us tonight. In Jesus' name.
Up from the ashes, your love is brought out of the darkness and into the light, lifting the sorrows, bearing our burdens, healing our hearts. To a God we lift up one voice. To a God we lift up one voice, singing hallelujah. To a God we lift up one voice, to a God we lift up one song. To a God we lift up one voice, singing Lift up. 
remember that I am good, says the Father. Father says it's my love in you that makes you brave. God, I pray that you would remind us of this tonight, Father. show us that you called us here for a reason. That we're put on this earth for a reason. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys may have a seat. Can we give the worship band a round of applause, please? So good. We're going to get them back up here in a little bit. Man, well, thanks for everyone who made it out in the winter storm. Uh, it's so cool seeing new faces, old faces. Um, man, my name is Ryan. I'm the pastor here with the live. We're from the Vineyard Church. So, again, if this is uh, your first time, welcome. Thanks for joining us. We are in a series right now where we're going through the book of Acts. And I uh, just want to do a little recap real quick. Um, you know, we looked, we're, we're going to look at chapter 4 tonight. Um, but we've had some pretty cool messages so far. Uh, we looked at, you know, the Acts, Acts, the book of Acts, if you know anything about it, it's kind of the story after the story. Um, but it still made it in the story, if that makes sense at all. <laughs> um, so it, it's kind of after Jesus went into heaven, and it's kind of looking at these 12 disciples who Jesus poured into, who Jesus invested his time into for three years, and what they did with their lives, and how the power of God, even though Jesus was in heaven, still lived and dwelled in them and used them in amazing ways. Um, in, in chapter 2, we looked at how the Holy Spirit filled them and how they even started speaking in tongues and how instantly they knew other languages and, and the Lord was preparing them to send them out all across the nations. Uh, last week in chapter 3, we looked about how Peter and John, two of Jesus' main disciples who are now apostles, by the power of God, healed a man that was born lame. Anyone, was anyone there for Encounter Night last week? Or last week? Yeah. Um, man, awesome night of worship. Once a month we have an Encounter Night at the church. Um, it's just like this on steroids kind of. But I, uh, I didn't get to the full message last week um, because those nights are always a little bit of cray, little cray cray, if you know what I mean. So I wanted to show a real quick video to recap what we saw last week because it's going to set up today's story. So watch this clip with me, please. Michael, can you get those lights, please? The 
Holmes? Anything to give, Holmes? Look on us. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. you guys imagine, maybe some of you can relate, something that you've never had or something you did have that was taken away from you? Could you imagine getting that back for the very first time? Do you imagine what your reaction would have been if you were that man? I know, uh, I'm not just saying this because you guys all know me. I have to talk about football in every sermon. Promise, football players, I'm not just saying that because you're here. Uh, but, man, I remember when football was taken away from me my senior year. You know, it's 12 years ago, and I still have dreams about it probably once a month, about the opportunity, to, the chance, and the gift that would have been to get that back. Have you ever felt something like that? Or on the flip side, have you ever been someone who's been, give, been able to give someone such an amazing gift for the very first time, maybe that's hope, maybe that's love, maybe that's something tangible, but could you imagine what it would have been like to be Peter and John and restoring that, that gentleman's legs and giving him the gift to walk? This is the first recorded miracle that the disciples did without Jesus here with them, and yet they walked in faith, and that's what sets up our story today. So Peter and John went, as you saw, and they went and they prayed for this guy. An amazing thing, right? He's jumping around. Uh, I wonder if there was, it was a little more dramatic than that. Uh, I wonder, I think there probably would have been people around that would have got excited and, and started, you know, there's another video clip I almost showed where people started chanting, Jesus, 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 that his power still lives with us. How would you have reacted? I wonder how I would have. Would I have believed 
would I have said, that, that was a hoax. That wasn't real. Stuff like that can't happen. Jesus could do that, but we can't. What about today? Do we believe that that stuff still exists? Do we believe that his power lives within us and that we can radically change lives physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally? That his life lives within us. I ask you that. Do you, do I, do we believe? If you want to open up your scriptures, if you have it, if you want to, if not, the words are going to be on the screen. Um, I really wanted to story tell this, but I felt like I was supposed to read it. So it's a lot of scripture, but it's a story, so bear with me. Acts chapter 4. So after, before I read. (laughs) So after, this is the story. So this amazing healing happens, and then this was what happens. The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees um, came came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. But check this. But many who heard their message believed and a number of men and people grew, about 5,000. So I just want to stop right there. So they, they heal the, this man by the power of Christ. And this big crowd comes around them, as scripture says. And they start saying, this was not our power. This was Jesus' power. And they start saying, the power of Jesus is what healed this man. And, and, and if, you ever, like, if you've ever been anywhere and a crowd comes around you, like they just, I think they were just stepping into the momentum. And they started sharing about the gospel message of Jesus. And what made them different, backtrack a couple chapters before that, was that they were filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And again, when the power of the Holy Spirit comes into our life, again, that's God. You don't have to be freaked out by it. It radically empowers us to do things that we could never do. And I just say this story. I shared this at Main Church when I spoke. Um, and I don't share this to boast upon me. But I, I, growing up, I was one of the most fearful kids and people you could have probably ever met. And then when God came into my life when I was 21, I was, you guys, most of you know the story. I partied. I put my hope in sports and in things that just would never fill me up. And I asked Jesus into my heart for the real deal to be the, my savior. I said, God, I'm done. I'm done one foot in. I'm done one foot out. I want to be used by you in a way that makes a difference in this life. I want to be used by you that when my life is over and, and my family's growing up, my little cousins are growing up, or I, I look back and I'm watching a movie with God or reading a book about my life with angels in heaven, I want it to be a story that makes a difference and that honors you. So two years later, I go to seminary and God's doing some things in my life, but I don't really know about the Holy Spirit. I knew God the Father. I knew God Jesus. But I didn't know God the Spirit. And I went up for a prayer, much like we have here at the end of every service. And I went to this guy, and he just said, he said some things to me that I, he would have no idea how I, he, that, no idea. And he said, have you ever prayed to the Holy Spirit? And I was like, what? I didn't know you could do that. You can pray to the Holy Spirit? And he's like, yeah. He's like, that's how God speaks to us, is through his spirit. And so I prayed to the Holy Spirit, and I just asked the Holy Spirit to fill me. And it was literally like getting saved again because I was getting to know a deeper part of Jesus and the Father than I ever had before. And literally, my life started to radically change day by day after that. He used me to go all around the world, which I've talked about many times, but I want to highlight this one story when I was in India. It was month seven of the world race. I went on an 11-month journey to 11 countries. And I was in India. um, I'm sorry, I was in Nepal. I went to Nepal and then India. 
And we're at this place called the Monkey Temple. And forgive me for those of you who have heard this story, but we went, it's literally, there's monkeys everywhere, and it's literally this Buddhist temple that Hindu people and Buddhists go to worship their God. And so me and my team went, and a lot of my, I mean, it's a beautiful temple, but my team went, and they're taking pictures, and they're having a good time. And literally, like, I'm not a fire and brimstone. I would never say, like, repent or you're going to hell. Like, I, I just don't think that's the way Jesus calls us to do it. Um, but I literally had this picture of, like, these people don't know Jesus. These people literally are not going to be in heaven and I just saw this picture of like this fiery lava lake and people falling into it. And I just heard this like question, this gentle, gentle whisper. What are you going to do about it, Ryan? What are you going to do? And literally, guys, something came over me. And I just started, I, I, started, I left my team and I was walking away. And I just started like crying, crying. And someone stopped and like just looked at me. And literally, like, I don't even know where the words came. Words just start, came to me, and I just started preaching about Jesus. I just started saying the name of Jesus. They couldn't even understand me because they don't know English. But, but, and then literally this crowd comes around me, and then a translator came and started translating what I was saying. And my team saw me, and some of them were pumped up about it. Some of them were scared because literally we could get arrested. We're not supposed to do this. And before you know it, there's like 30 people around me. 30 people, and I get done, and I just say, what anyone want to give your life to Jesus? And nine teenagers raised their hand, and we prayed for them, and they gave their lives to Jesus. And guys, I say that not to look, oh, look at Ryan Otto. I say that if God can take a scared white boy from Ohio and take me all around the world to remote places and use me in radical ways, he can use you. If he can take a nobody like me, he can take a someone like you. And I believe, like, like, could you imagine what Peter and John felt in that moment? I mean, they got to be on cloud nine. Jesus just used them to heal someone that has never walked before. I mean, like, can we, like, let that reality sink in? Like, literally, what, how would you react if God used you to heal someone you loved or someone you didn't know out of a radical illness? Cancer, gone. Someone in a wheelchair, walking. Someone who's blind, they can see. I mean, if it was me, I would be going ecstatic. The, the cool thing is, on the world race, one of my buddies, um, his name was Caleb, uh, he, he prayed for multiple people. Like, and, and, and he was always praying for healings, 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 healings. And like, I love that. I wasn't really where he was at. And he saw amazing healings take place. He's seen people who literally haven't walked stand up and walk. And it was so cool because I, at the time, and even now, I'm, I'm more of an evangelist. You know, I'm, I love to connect with people who don't know Jesus. I love to go out with people who don't know Jesus and, and flip the light upside down on them, you know, flip the lid and just be real with them. And they're like, whoa, you can be real and have fun and love Jesus? And I'm like, yeah, he changes your life. I don't need alcohol anymore to do this. I got the Holy Spirit. Like, let's go. <laughs> like, like, Tuck, when I met Tuck, he'd always be like, man, how do you use so much juice? I'm like, man, the Holy Spirit's my juice. I don't need me a protein powder. Let's go. <laughs> um, I still take protein powder a little bit, but you know. <laughs> um, but, um, but man, like, I remember I was talking to Caleb one time. It was month 11. He's like, yeah, like, I think he saw, he said he saw 50 healings. And like, honestly, guys, I didn't really see much. But then it was so cool. I was talking to him and I was like, you know what? Like, not to like brag or compare, 
But I saw 40 salvations this year. 40 people asked Jesus into their heart to, to be their Lord and their Savior. And that wasn't like me bragging, but I was like, like, it was so cool to reflect on that. And he said, oh my gosh, that's crazy because I saw so many healings, but I, didn't, I think I only saw one or two salvations. And it was just, this is kind of a side note, but it was so cool to see how God uses different people in different ways. And my mentor always says to me, and I'm still like, I love being a part of the vineyard. Uh, we're not perfect, but man, we believe the same God that lived in Jesus, same spirit lived in Jesus, lives in us. And this, Jesus said, you're going to do the same works and greater as I did, and we believe that. Do we see healings every Sunday? Yes and no. But what, we never stop praying, and we never stop believing, and we never stop going after things physically, internally, and externally. And so I say all that, guys. This amazing, amazing, amazing thing happened. This crowd's around them. And then I wonder if part of Peter and John are like, oh, snap. <laughs> we're going to get in trouble for this. Well, what's going to happen? What's going to go down? It's like almost every night when we're still worshiping and it's like almost 1030. I'm like, oh, crap. I want to keep going. <laughs> but we're going to get kicked out of here if we don't get out of here. Um, but man, like, and so they, they, they say this, they start preaching, they're like, they're taking advantage of the moment. They start sharing about Jesus. And I just loved, but many who heard their message believed, and the number from 12, or maybe 72 that Jesus had, grew to 5,000, 5,000. I'll be honest, guys, um, like, it's exciting. Last year, remember, we had 175 people at One Alive. Jay Lehman spoke. Uh, we, we've had 130, 140 in this room before. Uh, I don't know how many are here tonight, but it's exciting when the, when the crowd grows, right? Um, but you know who grows the church, God told me recently? It's his Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit grows the church, and he uses us to grow it, to bring people, to pray for people, to, to be the hope and the light that we need. But we can't do it by striving. He does it. He just made 5,000, their number multiplied by tons like that. So I think the first principle that God wants me to share with you guys is this. Your voice and your words matter. There is power in your words. There is power in your voice. And if anyone has ever told you that your voice doesn't matter, excuse my language, that's bull crap. Because It does. And you're here to make a difference. You're not here just on vacation, having a good time. Yes, there's many pleasures and, and, and joys in life that we're meant to experience. But have you ever thought about this? I say it all the time. I know it's kind of cray-cray. But we could have been a cat or a dog. Like, you ever think that maybe God chose you to be his son or his daughter because he needed you? Because he knew that you could handle it? That you could, you could live a life that mattered and that made a difference for him? You ever think about that? Why are we alive now in this generation, in this time? Why are we all on this campus at Parkland or U of I? Why are we all here together? Because I believe it's God, it wants to use us to make a difference. So that's the first, the first principle. Your voice, your words, they have power. I'm going to continue the story in, in verse 5. The next day, the rulers, elders, and teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, and so was Selphus, John, Alexander, and the other men of the high priest family. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. By what power or what name did you do this? 
Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called, um, if we are being called account of today for an act of kindness, kindness shown to a cripple, and are asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all people of Israel, here he goes, this is where it gets good, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. He is the stone your, you builders rejected, which has become the capstone. Salvation is found no, in no one else, but there is no other name under heaven given to men to which we must be saved. There is no name, no other name given under heaven, given to men by, we, by which we must be saved. Guys, I believe that we all have a testimony. And I believe that we all have a story. And I believe that your story matters. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you will go through, you have a story. And your story isn't over because his story isn't over. Do you believe that this whole book is a story? Do you believe that? Anyone? Kundai does, right? Thank you. <laughs> I knew one person at least does. Well, guess what? The book's still being written. It's being written through your life, Michael Sacco. It's being written through your life, Abby Ann, Miranda, Carol, Kundai, all of us. It's, he, his, his book, his story, God's story is being written through us. I'm not saying our lives are the Logos word of God that's, that's set apart, that's different, that's special. But so are we because we're his kids. And so I believe the second principle that the Father wants you guys to know tonight is that your testimony, your story has power. Your testimony and your story has power. Do you guys believe that? Do you believe that you have a story living out and spoken? Jacob with a K, do you believe that? That when you speak it out, it has, that's how he introduced himself. Hey, it works. I remember him every time. <laughs> Do you believe that, Austin? That your story, your testimony, it matters. Not just what happened in the past, but what's happening right now and what will happen in the future. Let that sink in for a second, guys. Our story is lived out by action, but it's also spoken in words. Paul says, if we don't preach it, how will they know? I believe some of you, many of you, all of you, we all have a story that people in our families, on our teams, in our classrooms, in our families, in our friend groups, in our sororities and frats, they need to hear it. Not repent or you're going to hell type of message, but a story about how Jesus has changed and came into your life and inspired you and changed you and given you hope and shown you who you are by showing you who he is. I want to go on starting at chapter thir or verse 13. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. I love that verse. I love that verse so much. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. So they ordered, ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin and then conferred together. What are we going to do with these men, they asked. Everybody living in Jerusalem knows that they have done an outstanding miracle. Can we just pause for a second? If they know there's been an outstanding miracle, they just admit that these guys did an outstanding miracle. Like, why are they, why do they have beef with Jesus? I wonder it's because every 
there's always a part of us that we want to control things. If we can't figure it out and explain it and make a little graph or chart about it, it scares us sometimes. And guess what? Even God, even in this book, there's things about God we'll never understand. Guys, there's things our heart is meant to receive and experience that our minds can't understand. If you've ever been in love with someone, that's proof enough. You don't understand that person all the time. Sometimes they drive you bonkers, but you still love them for it, right? If you don't have a person in your life, I know my parents like drive me up a wall sometimes, but I still love them. Like why, if you have a pet dog, why are they always so happy to see you every single day? Man, they're wagging their tail to see you. Like that's like, I mean, I don't understand that. Like sometimes I'm grumpy, I am moody. Anyone on leadership team can tell you that. Like, but hey, who said amen? Is that you? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, but man, like guys, we're meant to experience things in life that sometimes our mind can't understand. So can we just try to stop understanding and figuring everything out about God? I want to start reading the Bible just to be with him. Because when I hang out with Kate Irwin, a good friend of mine, I get to understand and get to know her by being with her. But if I analyze everything she says and read a book or a paper about who she is, isn't there so much more life to just hang out with a friend? As you hang out with people and fall in love with them, man, you'll get to know them real good, I promise. This helps. Let it help, but don't let it get in the way of the reason you're reading it. All right, where are we? That was a rabbit trail. Okay. Everybody living in Jerusalem knows that they have done an outstanding miracle, and we cannot deny it. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn these men to speak no longer to anyone in, his, in this name. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, judge for yourselves whether it is right, and whether, judge, but judge for yourselves whether it is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. For we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. After further, further threats, they let them go. They could not decide how to punish them because all the people were praising God for what happened. For the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. I just think about when I read stories like this, what would I have done? You do this amazing miracle in the name of Jesus. You're telling thousands of people about it and then you're thrown in jail. Your life is threatened. You're commanded, Noah, don't tell how you did it. Don't give your tricks away. Don't say in the name of Jesus. Vitor, what would you have done? Seriously, guys, if someone, you know, we hear stories. There, there's been stories in America. Shootings at school, a gun up to your head. Do you believe in Jesus? What would we say? What would I say? Would I run away afraid? Or would I stand on my faith? Because I believe it's our faith that gives us power. And that's the third thing I feel like God wants you to know tonight. It's your faith 
that gives you courage. It's your faith that gives you power. It's your passion and love and faith in Jesus that will enable you and empower you and inspire you to do things that you can never do by yourself. I've been afraid my whole life of what people have thought. It was so crazy. I get always a little nervous to speak for whatever reason tonight. I was so afraid. I'm sitting up here, tears in my eyes, so afraid to come out and speak to you guys. Because the Lord wants to break people free of fear tonight in Jesus' name. We are so, we, we live so much about, oh, I don't want to offend someone. And guys, hear my heart. I'm not about getting in people's faces saying you need to know Jesus. They will know we are Christians by our love. But guess what? Sometimes love is fierce. Sometimes love is radical. Sometimes love is raw. And I'm speaking to myself right now. I have people in my family that don't know Jesus, and we can't make anyone know Jesus. But Paul does say, Paul, who's an amazing man of God, says, if you don't preach, if you don't share it, how will they know? And I believe there's people in our lives that need to know the story and love of God. They need to know the story and love of Jesus. And and the world tells us that we got to be respectful to all religions. We can't offend people. But guys, what if they die? And they don't make it into heaven. And it's not our fault, but God could have used us. I don't want to have regrets. I don't want to look back and say, God could have used me. Even if I go down swinging, I, want to go to, I don't want to strike out looking at the ball. I want to go down swinging trying to hit a home run. And if they don't believe in Jesus, I, wanted that, I don't want that to be because I was afraid to tell them about Jesus. So I just encourage you, your voice matters. Your story matters. And if you're afraid, that's okay. We're in a war. But your faith matters, and your faith gives you power. Your faith gives you power. The band, do you guys want to come back up as I close? So I feel like I'm supposed to ask you, What are you going to do? Do you believe God rewards faith? As I was asking the Lord again what he wanted to say tonight, I believe he wants you to know, have his back and he'll have yours. Take a risk. Be a fool because he rewards faith. And it's his faith, your faith, that makes you courageous. I want to read a story uh, to you as we close. It's a true story of uh, something that happened Uh, at USC a couple years ago. It says this. This is a true story of something that happened just a few years ago at USC. There was a professor of, of I can't read, philosophy there and was a deeply committed atheist, which means he didn't believe in God. His primary goal for one required class was to spend the entire semester attempting to prove that God couldn't exist. His students were always afraid to argue with him because of his implication or impeccable impeccable logic. For 20 years, he had taught this class, and not one person ever had the courage to go against him. Sure, some had argued in class at times, but no one has really gone against him. Nobody would go against him because he had a reputation. At the end of every semester, On the last day of class, he would say to his class of around 300 students, if there is anyone here who still believes in Jesus, stand up. 
in 20 years, no one has ever stood up. They knew what he was going to do next. He would say, because anyone who does believe in God is a fool. If God existed, he, he could stop this chalk from hitting the ground and breaking. Such a simple task to prove that he is God, and yet he can't and won't do it. And every year, he would drop the chalk on the tile floor of the classroom, and it would be shattered into 100 pieces. The students could do nothing but stop and stare. Most of the students were convinced that God couldn't exist. Certainly a number of Christians had slipped through from here and there, but for 20 years, they all have been too afraid to stand up. Well, a few years ago, there was a freshman who happened to get enrolled in the class. He was a Christian, and he had heard the stories about this professor. He had to take the class because it was one of the required classes for his major. And yes, he was afraid. But for three months that semester, he prayed every morning that he would have the courage to stand up no matter what the professor said or what the class thought. Nothing they said or did could ever shatter his faith, he hoped. Finally, that day came. It was the last day of the semester. The professor said, if there is anyone here who still believes in God, I dare you to stand up. The professor in the class of 300 people looked around and they were shocked that this freshman stood up in the back of the classroom. The professor shouted, you fool! If God existed, he could keep this piece of chalk from breaking when it hits the ground. He proceeded to talk and suddenly he went to drop the chalk but as he did, it slipped out of his fingers, off his shirt cuff, onto, his, onto the pleats of his pants, down his leg, and off his shoe. And as it hit the ground, it simply rolled away unbroken. The professor's jaw dropped, and as he stared at the chalk, he looked up at this young man and then ran out of the lecture hall. The young man who had stood up, who, the young man then stood up and proceeded to walk up to the front of the room and shared his faith in Jesus for the next half an hour to 300 of his classmates. Every single one of them stayed. Every single one of them listened as he told about God's love for them and the power through faith in Jesus Christ. This is a true story. Google it if you don't believe me. I ask you, what classroom, what friend group, what situation needs you to stand up and just say, I believe? And as you do that, watch how your God, my God, our God comes through. Will you pray with me? Father, I just pray that you would give us faith, God. That you give us faith to believe that you've sent us here, that you knit us together in our mother's womb, that you planned for us to be here, yes, for such a time as this, before the creation of all the world, because you've chosen us to be alive, 
God, don't let us back down for, in, in fearful situations. Give us audacious, radical faith. And use us, God, in ways that only you can. Make us hungry for you, God. And let us see how your resurrection power gives us life. How your resurrection love and power breaks every chain and makes us brave. And when you break the chains and you make us brave, let us see how every breath in our lung shouts for your praise. So make us hungry, Father. And use us on this earth. Let your resurrection power live in us and break every chain in our lives so that we can be breaker of chains in everyone else's life. Because you make us brave. You make us brave. And our lives are lived for your glory and your honor. In Jesus' name we pray. The head that once was crowned with thorns Was crowned with glory now The Savior knelt to wash our feet Now at His feet we bow The one who wore our sin Shines for all to In your name, your name.
Resurrecting in your name. 
So the question I want to ask you right now is what are you going to do with this one and only precious life that you've been given? Because I believe God's raising up an army. Do you believe that God needs you in this world? So I challenge you, I dare you, I inspire you to say, what are you going to do? How will you answer the call?
did not give us a spirit of fear and timidity. For God did not give us the spirit of fear and timidity, but the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Thank you, Jesus, that where your love and your faith exist, fear cannot exist. God, I thank you that there is power in the name of Jesus. And God, I pray that we would believe that you can use us the same way you used Peter and John. And I just feel like the Lord's saying, and I'm not just saying this because I want the band to play it, but will you be hungry for me? And I feel like we're supposed to end a different way. We had some other songs to play, but I feel like we're supposed to end with this song. And that we're not supposed to have normal ministry time like we do. Because guys, if we're not hungry for his word, if we're not hungry for his presence, we're not going to want to tell people about it. Some of you have grown up in church your whole lives. You've heard about God. I've been there. I grew up in church my whole life. I was a believer, but not a belonger. And now 11 years into the game of being saved, if I'm not careful, you just kind of start going through the habits of it. And there's been times that I haven't always been hungry for him. And I drop to my knees and I say, God, make me hungry. Make me hungry for your word. Make me hungry for your love. And make me hungry to tell and show others that you are real, that you do exist. So if some of you are here right now and you feel like you're in that boat, you've grown up in church, you've gone through the motions, I feel like even, and if that's you, because you might be even a little cr critical and skeptical, like, get me out of here, like, why did I come? Let God open your heart. show you how much he loves you. Watch how he burns your heart and transforms your heart. Burns your heart with his love, not like physically, you know, it's a metaphor. And watch how he uses you to catch other people on fire. The fire of his love. The fire of his spirit. So instead of normal ministry time, as a band sings and plays this song, encourage you, don't do it because people in front of you are doing it, but if that's you, I just encourage you and invite you to get on your knees and just be real with God, face to face, friend to friend. I'm going to have David up here to my left, and is Abby Ann in here? Abby Ann's going to be over here to my right, and they're two of the most on fire people that I know, and if you're at a place that you just don't want to get on your knees, you're critical, you're, you're, you're kind of tired of it, just come up and let them pray for you. And I promise something will be, something will happen. 
So God, make us hungry for you. Make us hungry for your love, God. Make us hungry for your Bible, God. Make us hungry to know you in spirit and in truth, in word and in action, in our minds and in our hearts. Set our hearts on fire to be the change that this world needs. In Jesus' name. Hey, David, Denault, will you also come up here and pray for people, please?
you're out there and you want more fire, you want more passion, I encourage you to put your hands in your heart right now. And I just want to declare promises right now. And I believe there's going to be an increase of passion and fire right now in this place. So Holy Spirit, God, I pray right now that you come with your holy fire and you burn in our hearts, God. I pray for boldness like never before, God. I pray for an increase of your spirit right now, God. Jesus, come and burn in our hearts. May your love be so thick in this room that we leave forever changed, God. Holy Spirit, I ask for more. May you manifest yourself here right now. God, I pray for bold lions to walk out of this place, proclaiming your promises, proclaiming your name, because we will not be silent. We will not be quiet anymore. The enemy has tried to silence some of you. He's tried to speak fear over you. And I say no to that right now in Jesus' name. You are all called to roar. You are called to greater things than you realize. God is for you. He will never leave you. He is for this campus, not against us. He's for our country, not against us. And I believe there's change that is burning and it's needing on this campus. And guys, we're called to the front lines of this thing. We're called to be the world changers. And you are as much a part of that as we are, as Ryan is. There's something so special in each of you. And I pray that you leave tonight knowing that you were created to change the world with Jesus. That you were called and created to, to be an atmosphere changer. When you're in your classrooms, be like that guy. You don't have to stand up or do anything, but just by being yourselves and by showing the love of Christ in your heart, that changes the game. It changes everything. And so God, I just thank you for tonight. I pray that you will be so present among us this week. God, I just thank you for the power of your spirit. And I just pray for a deep hunger and thirst for your presence. God, I just pray for an increase of time alone with you tonight and this week. Just thank you for the power of your love, God. We love you, Jesus. here. The band's going to keep playing for a little bit. And, uh, well, I'm going to take audible control of this. I just feel like we're supposed to leave this place in an anthem. The Lord is, the Lord is working. The Lord is moving. And I just feel like faith, he rewards faith. He rewards faith, guys. And so, like, I'm just going to ask the band if we can end on this song again. Because I want us to declare that he is the one that makes us brave. And when he makes us brave, we will give everything to him. We'll just lay down our lives to him. We'll lay down our sport to him. We'll lay down our boyfriend or our girlfriend or our schooling to him. And say, Lord, take it. Because without you in it, it's meaningless. And watch how he rewards you. Be a fool for him. And watch him be a fool for you. So whatever's going on in our lives, whatever's holding us back, will we sing this song out again as the anthem cry of our heart that he does make us brave. And in that, give him everything and watch us how he gives you everything.
song resonates with you, I just encourage you, you come up front. Come up front here. I don't know why, but when you come up, when you risk being made a fool, watch how he meets you. I dare you. Be a fool for him. Yeah. 
your presence. We love your presence. We want more. We want more of you, God. Right now, God, from this time, from this moment, each one of us in here, we declare that we will walk from this point where we stand into our destiny. We are called to take this land, to take this campus. And God, it is through you and through your love for us that we release your love to this world. Praise Jesus. Inhabit this praise. Inhabit this land with your praise. Let's go, people. From this point, let's go from this point with a voice of praise. Take the land, people. All right. Holy Spirit, we just thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for your love. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your Son, Jesus Christ. Door to all creation, God. We thank you. Thank you for your love. And God, we just, we love you. We trust you. We trust you. And we thank you for trusting us to carry your mantle, to be the banner to this world. God, from this time, from this moment, into eternity, we walk in your victory, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so uh, I say this almost every service, and I'm sorry. I promise I don't plan this stuff out. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be a little weird for some of you, but who, who went on fall retreat uh, in fall? Yes, I know a lot of you guys did. Uh, so the guys uh, did kind of something a little weird. And, uh, right now? Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, uh, I'm ready. No, no, no. So... <laughs> Hey, stay with, stay with me. The Lord's in this. Don't, don't worry. Abby Yang just gets giddy. Um, so, uh, yeah, the Lord put it on my heart. There was 30 to 40 guys who went for this hike, and, and we were just sharing deep things. And, like, it was crazy. I'm like, God, how are we going to end this? What are we going to do? These grown men, warriors of God, many of you here just tears sharing real raw stuff that guys don't share with each other. And I felt like, I'm not going to ask you to do this. Don't worry, Abby Ann. I felt, like the, I felt like the Lord said, take your shirts off and throw them down and give the largest warrior's call you ever could. I'm like, God, that's crazy. That's not even biblical. Like, they already think I'm weird. They're going to think me, I'm more weird. And like, you, you guys know in the Old Testament, when things unholy and ungodly would happen, the priests would literally tear their clothes off and spend like, and be just mourn for days in nakedness. And it's the, it's the act of throwing off what is old and putting on the new. And I'm not going to ask you to do that right now. But I do feel like the Lord put on my heart to extend an invitation right now. To just give a warrior's cry. Nate did this before we were praying. And he just came up and he just gave a warrior shout. And because do you know, I say it all the time, it's scientifically proven that your voice, your voice, your mind listens to your own voice more than anyone else's voice. It remembers things your voice says. So the things you say over your life, it remembers. So would you be a little crazy with me? We've never done this. For those of you who are first time here, I hope you come back next week. But I'm going to invite Nate back up here. And I'm going to ask, he was in the military, 
And he, I'm going to give him permission to be a little crazy for a second. And would you partner with him? And would you give a warrior shout? I don't care what you say or what it sounds like. Because here, here's this. And in this shout, would you shout in your soul, not with your words, that you are alive for a reason. That your life does exist. That the same blood and love that lived in Jesus lives in you. So in this shout, declare that. Let's go. All right, you guys. <laughs> when we did this, the first time we got this, uh, this thing here, this shield we wear, it says... Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. I've been in Fallujah. I've been all over the world and seen what the enemy does to this world. His lies. And right now with this shout of praise, we are going to lift a mantle of his lies. We are going to deliver this space. We're going to deliver this campus with this cry. So on the count of three, I want you to let it off. Let it all go. Let it all go. Ready? Come on, mate. What's, what's that? Wait, wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. change that this world needs and hopefully you come back next week <laughs> god bless you thanks for coming out there's some hot chocolate and snacks in the back wow. I lift, okay. <laughs> hot on the wire hand in the fire for so long